do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuber Gorillas. This show is like a journal where I talk about the things my brain has consumed so they do not sit up in that lofty attic and slowly drive me insane. You may not have consumed some of the same media, so please be warned of that possibility. Last... But least, in an idea stolen from John Gabris, I offer to you the following deal. Rate the podcast, this one, five stars on iTunes, and I will read just about anything you put in the review. Easy, peasy, Socrates-y. I will now push a button that will start a series of five five-minute timers like this. review some things you may have noticed already that I have sexy sick voice I'm sick and it makes my voice all deep and sexy hopefully today's movie monologue sponsor is Smith & Wesson Orthotics thank you for that sponsorship Movie the first, we've got a blast from the past, uh, Planet Terror. Uh, This is from the one, the only, Robert Rodriguez. It is of the Grindhouse milieu. Uh, Came out... uh, When did this come out? 2007. I saw this and Death Proof in the theaters on a date... Uh, One thing I remember of the date is we got through the first one. I think it was... Death Proof was played first in the Planet Terror, if I do recall. And she said, uh, do you want to get out of here? And I said, no. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> still. like, Yeah, I paid for two movies. Well, I guess I only paid for one movie, but for the price of two. Yeah, what a real jerk move. Uh, anyways, uh, Planet Terror is my favorite of the two. Uh, after an experimental bioweapon is released, turning thousands into zombie-like creatures, it's up to a ragtag group of survivors to stop the infected and those behind its release. Uh, it stars uh, Rose McGowan, uh, at one point famously losing a leg in the film. Not herself, her character, I should specify. Uh, and then she has a uh, uh, like a big fucking gun in- instead of like a peg leg. Yeah. That's like a famous thing from this movie. Probably if you know anything of this movie, you know this. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Rose McGowan and getting her autograph. If you care to Google Nerd Kane Adventures, you will know just what I'm talking about. Planet Terror gets a... Like, it's a solid 5 out of 5. I love this movie. It's just so ridiculous, over-the-top, 
crazy, funny, violent. Uh, this is my kind of movie, just period. Next we have uh, Becoming Bond. Oh, yeah. I uh, kept hearing about this on podcasts, so this falls into the heard about on podcast a bunch of times. People saying nice things of, sought out and watched uh, category of movies. It is also a biography. Uh, it is a biography of a uh, little known, probably kind of sort of, kind of sort of James Bond in the form of George Lazenby. Uh, he was James Bond in one movie and one movie only, uh, right, I guess it was immediately after Sean Connery and before, was it before Roger Moore or did it go Sean Connery, Lazenby, and then a Sean Connery and then Roger Moore? I, I think it might've done that. Anyways, um, it's a story of how he became Bond, hence the title. And I gotta say, goddamn fascinating man and story. Uh, from sort of a, a, a car mechanic to car salesman to James Bond, <laughs> uh, I, I guess male model was was in between there. Yeah, just uh, and this is all during the '60s, so as you can imagine, there's lots of sex and drugs and rock and roll. Uh, so of bio biographical uh, movies I have seen, this is definitely one of the best. So also five out of five. What two fives out of fives? Man, could the next movie? be a five out of five as well no it wasn't very good contracted colon phase two uh fairly confident i spoke of contracted the first movie on this podcast when it came out uh it was good uh, sexually transmitted zombie disease i guess is if you want to really boil it down uh, so not something you've seen before most likely uh, this sort of takes off immediately from where that one took off, which uh, is a kind of a cool idea. Other movies have done that before, but uh, you don't see it very often, so I do appreciate that. But the amount of plot holes, bad acting, unrealistic things that people do, like at one point, uh, this is the one that stands out, and keep in mind that I take no notes, so I watched this like a week ago, and this is still sticking in my craw. Uh, this infected dude at a party starts to bleed from the nose. Uh, he's hearing such loud ringing in his ears that he's screaming, uh, with his hands over his ears. Uh, his, I think at, by this point, his eyes are bloodshot. He, he just looks like shit. Beside him is standing a doctor. The doctor who basically just shrugs his shoulders and says, well, all right, let's get back to the party. Uh, ridiculous and one of many ridiculous things that happened in contracted phase two which gets a two out of five maybe even a one but to give a two a two is kind of nice uh, last but not least is s is for stanley oh sort of a biographical as well now that i think about it and that is unplanned uh, the Stanley in question is Stanley Kubrick, or Kubricks, if you prefer, and I hope you don't, because I don't think that's right. And uh, the Stanley, uh, are, are sort of the main focus of this is his, I guess what we, you would call personal assistant chauffeur over the years, 30 years to be exact, uh, by the name of Emilio D'Alessandro, who is an Italian gentleman. Uh, still alive and kicking, and we sort of get his story, which, like uh, uh, Becoming Bond, sort of similar 
in that he was uh, in a profession involving cars and then finds himself uh, sort of deeply involved and even appearing in some of Stanley Kubrick's movies just for the reason that uh, Stanley Kubrick apparently an insanely crazily uh, just just a strange person let's say uh, as far as what he wants and how he wants it, and it's got to be his way or the proverbial highway. Uh, so he needs someone like Emilio to help him with just life, period. Uh, so their sort of interactions with one another are pretty fascinating. Uh, this movie, uh, I'll go four to five. Uh, it, like, if I'm just going to compare... Uh, S is for Stanley and Becoming Bond. Becoming Bond was, uh, was a little bit better in my books, but this still very, very good movie. Today's Television Talk sponsor is the Temperate Rainforest Ursine Scatological Survey. Thank you for that sponsorship. We're talking Alone, Season 2. Oh, this show. Uh, I feel like a, a little, uh, how you say, uh, hipstery when it comes to the show because I do believe uh, the Mrs. and I sort of watching it just about from the beginning uh, and I think it's starting to explode. Uh, even on the Adam Carolla podcast last week, I was hearing um, commercials for season four, I guess it would be, right? Yeah, season four. Uh, so uh, I think people are digging it, and I can definitely understand why. Uh, what it is, is, the double is, uh, you've got uh, a group of characters, uh, not characters, a group of people, human beings from the real actual world who are taken to a remote place, uh, I believe in season one and two, it is, uh, Vancouver Island and season three, I think it's somewhere else is Patagonia and where's season four. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to zoom to it. Oh, back to Vancouver Island. Okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, okay, I guess they didn't like Patagonia, which uh, is strange, because I think the one in Patagonia had more to offer in terms of uh, lasting longer, but maybe that's why. Uh, let me explain that. Uh, in the uh, Vancouver one, as opposed to the Patagonia one, this group of people left to their devices to survive in the wild seemingly had a tougher time in Vancouver. Uh, which is kind of funny because they were much closer to civilization and yet the the climate is such that it's basically rains to, something like 240 days of the year uh, like the average humidity on a day is like a hundred percent just just ridiculous wet all the time uh, so that combined with even though it's uh, if you don't know Canada uh, uh, weather, like someone myself who is Canadian, uh, uh, out west that way, uh, it doesn't really get cold per se, like compared to say here I am in Ontario where we get cold and snow, uh, you don't get as much of that there. Uh, but as cold as it does get combined with that sort of, uh, bone chilling, uh, 
pervasive wetness really sort of affects you more whereas here we get we do get a, a fair bit more of a, of a dry cold I, I would say anyways uh yeah so the whole thing is uh where not where how long can you survive in the wild uh, the contestants are each given uh, like a backpack and a certain amount of things they can sort of choose to bring. I think it's like they each get the same things, but then on top of that, they each get to pick five different things, something like that. There is a, you know, they always mention during the course of the show that there's lists pres provided on the History Channel website where you can go and check out what everyone was provided. Uh, despite my curiosity, I've actually never done that. Uh, now that I say it out loud, I, I do want to go see. Uh, one of the cool things I always thought, and that's what this show does very well, is you put yourself in the position of these people. One thing I always thought that if I was in this position, uh, I would get one of those uh, combination uh, hatchet hacksaws because a lot of people bring axes and a lot of people bring saws well I think everyone brings an axe every single person I, I've seen brings an axe of some sort but maybe not everyone brings a saw anyways could you could you do that could you could you tape two things together and say yeah this is my axe saw um, people leaving sort of fall into three categories uh, there's leaving because uh, it's been an hour and you've seen 17 bears. <laughs> that was one guy. He only lasted a couple hours. There's leaving because um, you're like starving. Uh, oh shit, what was the other one? And then there's leaving because of like psychological reasons, which seems to happen more common than you would think. Uh, and that's one area where I think... Uh, I might have an edge just in terms of someone who has in their life spent a lot of time alone. Like uh, a lot of these people and the ones who sort of get hit the hardest psychologically say things like I've, I've never been alone this long. But uh, like when I moved out of uh, moved away from home, like when I was uh, however old I was, um, uh, like I would go days where I'd go to my job and say the boss would be away and the other person would be away, so I wouldn't see or talk to anyone like all day. And uh, that kind of thing never really got to me. Like, uh, I like my alone time. Uh, for example, the recording of this podcast is, is kind of alone time. Uh, maybe it's slightly on a different level because I am at least hoping for some sort of interaction. Uh, at the very least this sort of pouring out of medias from my brain uh, prevents the alone time being just me thinking of all of these things. So so that's kind of sort of something. I don't know what it is. Shut up. Alone Season 2, 5 out of 5. I love that show. Today's book banter sponsor is the local Fluffers Union 488. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, as you can imagine, imagine, imagine even, uh, if you have listened to many of the episodes, if I'm going to watch uh, uh, Planet Terror, I'm also going to watch Death Proof. Come on. It's just how I have to do things. I have to. 
uh, so yeah, uh, as previously mentioned, uh, both of these were leased in a sort of combo double feature, which I guess was something that they used to do uh, back in the day, back in the sort of uh, drive-in movie days. Hmm? This is a Quentin Tarantino movie, very, very much so, in terms of uh, violence, long scenes of just talking, and shots of feet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is probably one of my least favorite uh, Quentin Tarantino movies. That being said, I'm still going to give it a... F uh, can I still give it a 5 out of 5? I can not quite give it a 5 out of 5, is the rating. Because uh, I do love it. Uh, j just the, l the long shots of people sitting at a table talking... Uh, interspersed with crazy violent legs shooting off in car accidents. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it. Uh, something that he can do that seemingly no other movie creators can. Oh man, this, uh, this cold. I think I should have brought myself a drink because I could feel myself drying. <clears throat> Two separate sets of voluptuous women are stalked at different times by a scarred stuntman who uses his death-proof cars to execute his murderous plans. Uh, the aforementioned stuntman is played by Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell alone uh, brings the markup of this movie because as I see it, he can do no wrong in a movie and any movie he is in just sort of automatically goes up. Okay, I just edited a cough out, which will screw up the timer, so I'll have to hurry up. Uh, next, I watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, duh, again. If I'm going to watch a movie about George Lazenby, how he became James Bond, I'm going to watch the movie in which he was James Bond. A doy doy. Uh, this is... and I've seen this a bunch of times. Uh, I have all of the... Up to a certain point, uh, James Bond movies on DVD. A uh, huge James Bond fan. Uh, just uh, love them, you know, period. Uh, so I had seen this a handful of times. Been a while, though. And it, it is one of the better ones. There's no doubt about it. And, and it's unlike a lot of the other ones, too. Uh, uh, George Lazenby as George Bond. He is he's one of the better ones. Like, I know I've done this before. L let me see if I can remember my order and if it's changed at all. Uh, Sean Connery is my favorite. Roger Moore, second favorite. Uh, probably George Lazenby, third. Then Pierce Brosnan. Then, uh, what's the current guy? Uh, the current guy that I can't remember his name because I'm sick, leave me alone. And then uh, Timothy Dalton, I, I really didn't care for. Uh, so this movie, probably 5 out of 5. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of different thing, a lot of beautiful women. Not that uh, James Bond doesn't normally have that, but this, like, even more so. Uh, okay, so moving on to uh, After Porn Ends 2. Uh, if you saw After Porn Ends, this will be like a second part of that. Uh, rating, I'm going to go a solid uh, three or four. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, who's the sort of main girl? Uh, Lisa Ann. Yeah, uh, I, I like her both in the movie and in uh, other movies. <coughs> if you don't know. Oh, yeah. hmm. uh, last is Oh Hello on Broadway, which gets a four with some five potential. 
Today's game Gab and Sponsor is the Thunderpoon Meteorological and Gynological Technical College. Thank you, sponsorship. Okay, um, yeah, so I, I I obeyed the timer there and didn't talk about Oh Hello on Broadway, but it was uh, really good. It's just, uh, I'm like sweating here, and I think I'm losing my voice because of this cold, so it makes sense to stick to the timer a little bit. Right? Right. Okay, uh, so Mad Max Weekend 2 is my second... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh boy, uh, fading fast here. Uh, my second uh, weekend of playing with Mad Max, and uh, I've sort of got more into the main story. Uh, I've done something that I tend to do in these sorts of games, which is uh, do all the towers. And I'm putting towers in quotes because in place of your sort of Far Cry style towers, they use uh, uh, hot air balloons. So uh, what I mean by that is this is a giant map that you're driving around. And on certain locations in the map, spread fairly evenly, is uh, hot air balloons that you can sort of, through puzzles and fighting and various means, sort of get a hold of, get into, and then uh, fly up in the air and sort of survey the area with your binoculars. Uh, this does a couple of things. It uh, creates a fast travel location at that spot and also lets you scope out um, around that area any sort of notable things like maybe there's a sniper over here maybe there's a base over here whatever uh, whatever you can see will then be marked on your map so so cool little thing and I, I find in games like this uh, it's a sort of completionist thing kind of sort of kind of sort of I think where I'll want to go around and find these like right off the bat even if it doesn't make sense sort of from a story perspective and maybe it's not easy to get some of these spots I will say right off the bat but uh, it's just how I like to do it so by god damn do how I'd like to do it that's what video games are do what you want to do if you want to turn them off because you're not having fun do so uh, I had my first uh, convoy destruction. Uh, that was pretty fun, uh, especially if you like me. If you listened to my last episode, watched every single Mad Max movie again. Uh, one of the things in Mad Max movies is traveling from point A to point B while either trying to tr to destroy or m more often in the games it's trying to prevent the destruction of uh, uh, convoys. Uh, so this is sort of from the other side of view. Uh, you're playing Mad Max who's trying to destroy the convoy, uh, which is uh, pretty fun and uh, also pretty pretty challenging as well. Uh, I've got my harpoons and now I've got my thunderpoon. <laughs> thunderpoon. Uh, which is, I guess, uh, uh, shooting a harpoon. It doesn't have like the rope attached to it. And on the end is some sort of explosive so I've got that now. Uh, I'm hoping to upgrade it because it's it's not super, super powerful. Uh, one way you are able to upgrade things is to complete story missions, which is kind of why my doing the tower balloons thing didn't make sense uh, because I wasn't sort of super maxed out in terms of the power of myself and my car, uh, which makes it a little more challenging than it has to be. Whereas if I just focus on story missions, which I think I'll do this coming weekend... Um, I can upgrade things better than I have been able to do so far. So yeah, um, 
that's probably my plan for weekend three. Uh, and anytime I have a game that I'm able to play for three weekends in a row, uh, that's a good bang for your buck as far as I'm concerned. When I say weekends, uh, what does that mean? Uh, to me, it means basically uh, Saturdays, maybe a little Sundays, very rarely a little Friday when I get home. Uh, and then the Saturday, it's like from eight in the morning until two, three o'clock, somewhere in there. <coughs> about, a, about the time that my wife wakes up. That is not a joke. Internet intercourse sponsor is Hyperloop Serial with from the Musk Corporation. Uh, okay, so first we've got uh, WTF. <laughs> oh boy, fading fast. Uh, WTF with host Mark Marin and guest Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I always like to say of Kumail Nanjiani, which hopefully will be true again after I listen to this. Uh, it's, he has a podcast in which he talks of video games. He uh, is married to a woman named Emily. He is from Pakistan. Uh, what is the joke again? And I am also all those. Oh, boy. All right, folks. Uh, I think I should probably call it quits <laughs> soon because I am uh, sick. This was ill-advised. Uh, next we have, uh, oh yeah, Camille and Johnny, uh, and Emily talking about their movie, The Big Sick. <laughs> isn't that ironic? Or probably isn't irony that their movie is The Big Sick, and I am sick bigly. Uh, next we have, uh, The Layman with host John Gabris. Uh, The Layman is available only through HAL Premium. Uh, which I haven't really spoke of too much how I decided to do that, but I did. I broke down. I did it to finish off Nerd Poker. <coughs> Excuse me, and it's been great for listening to live Comedy Bang Bang episodes. So whether I keep it in the long term, we will see. But uh, it does have things like The Layman. Um, love me some John Gabrus. Him going around talking to super like scientific nerdy people. Uh, from his layman perspective is, is just good pod as you say so I recommend you check that out uh, Nerdist lately has a uh, Nerdist the YouTube channel lately has a new section uh, called uh, a, a new web series I guess you could call it uh, called uh, Musk Watch which is all stories uh, revolving around Elon Musk so because I am fascinated with him these uh, videos bring me fascination so thank you to that <coughs> uh, last we have uh, the Vera Bambi podcast sort of uh, revealing cam girl secrets uh, I've spoken of Vera Bambi on this podcast many times I've even spoken to her of the possibility of doing a podcast not together but uh, I said she should do one and 
assuming I am not the only one to have said that, there is the very small possibility that the fact that I said that to her and she did respond to it, um, it may have helped in her deciding to do one. So, hey, I'm going to take that as a win. Oh, boy. <sighs> Folks, I can see my timer still got like a minute to go, and I don't think I do. So, I think what I will do is find a, a good song to play for you. Let's see what I can find here. Uh, I'm going to type in good song into YouTube. Good song. And uh, we'll hit the first thing that we see. There's a song apparently from uh, the band Blur called Good Song. Can you even hear it? It's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think You've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.